The Alabama Crops Report Podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of the Alabama Crops Report Podcast. Scott Graham and Adam Rabinowitz with you today. Adam, how's it going? Things are going really well, Scott. Uh, it's good to be here for kicking off our 2023 podcast. This is the first one for me this year. Yeah, first one I've recorded too. Yeah, I'm just excited to be back in the studio here. And, and we've got one of our regular guests with us today, Dr. Wendy M. Suadigo, who's an assistant professor and extension economist with uh, responsibilities in ag marketing. How are you doing, Wendy? I'm doing great, you know, just enjoying a busy extension season. Yeah, we've, we've been out on the road a whole bunch, so it's, it's good to get you in the studio with us here today and, and be able to record this podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. So one of the things we want to talk about is just, you know, what are markets looking like? And I guess if it's okay with you, Adam, we'll start off with, well, how's the cotton market looking for 23? And should we note this is being recorded on Monday, March the 6th? Yeah, but good. Always good to note when this is because things might be completely different a week or two from now. So I'll start out where what we're looking like in terms of our supply-demand situation. But last year, we had a pretty big drop in production, about 3 million bells less than the previous year. And that was mainly because of drought in Texas that lowered harvested acreage in the U.S. And only about 54% of planted acres actually ended up being harvested. So that was a big situation there. But cotton's really been complicated by macroeconomic factors. You know, there's been First of all, inflation. I mean, I don't think that's something I have to mention to anyone else. Um, It's affected all of us, but it's affected consumers. And when consumers have less money to spend, then cotton's one of those things that tends to get cut out. You know, people are always going to choose food over clothing. So that's been one thing. The other thing has been the dollar's been really strong, which has hurt our exports because while it means we can buy goods from other countries really cheap, it means it's relatively expensive for other countries to buy our stuff. And we export most of our cotton, so those are two things that have sort of hurt the demand side. But all in all, with the low production and low expected consumption, we're you know in a pretty solid position, um, pretty middling though, so not necessarily in a place where we expect super high prices or super low prices. So just a lot of question marks there. Yeah, I've certainly just, I'm headed into my fourth season uh, here at, at Auburn, and I've seen a lot higher prices than where we're sitting at right now and lower prices, too. So I think it's somewhere in the mid-80s today, uh, which is not as good as it got last year, you know, up to a dollar, pushing a dollar and a quarter, I think. But but we still, I think, can make some money at, in that, that mid-80 range. Yep, exactly. And, you know, especially input prices have come down a little bit, you know, still a lot higher than they've been in the past, but better than they were last year. So. You know, at that range, it's it really depends if they go higher or lower, um, but still in that middle range opportunities to price early and lock in some profits. Yeah, that volatility has really been a struggle um, to to try to pinpoint where we where we're going to be in terms of the market, whether it be on the pricing side or or on the input cost side. We've seen a lot of that over this past year, but the other side of that is competing acres and you know so we have to think about some of those other crops too and let's kind of talk about some of those other crops that might be competing for some of those acres so how about the grain market what's happening there yeah grain markets so last year you know, i mentioned we had a ton more cotton acres planted um, not all of them were harvested but that took away from some of our grain crops so in the south especially but overall we had around a five million drop in corn acreage and you know that's affected production last year um, but we've still had pretty solid corn demand. Um, pretty similar story with soybeans. 
you know, production was down a tad, but still pretty solid demand for soybeans. And wheat's the one where we've really had two straight years of really bad drought, you know, first up in the inland northwest area of the country, and then last year in the lower Great Plains. And so we're really running low on wheat stocks. So those Prices have been pushed up quite a bit, still remaining pretty high for corn, soybeans, and wheats, even as we get into planting here. Maybe not quite as high as they were last year, but still in relatively high levels compared to where they've been the last 10 years. I've been, over the last couple of weeks, in a lot of peanut meetings, production meetings across the state. Dr. Marshall Lamb from the Peanut Lab in, in Georgia has been giving updates there, and he's been talking about a lot of things with the peanut market. So just curious what, where you see the peanut market going. Yeah, you know, with peanuts, similar to all the other crops, you know, we've had a drop in production last year. And so we've seen peanut stocks come down um, below a, a million tons. So um, lower than they've been the last couple years, at least. Um, we've had strong demand, though, on the the food side of things. You know, last year we had, I believe it was peanut candy was really strong in terms of demand. And this year, starting this marketing year, I think we're about four months through it, um, peanut butter consumption's up about 5%. And, you know, peanut butter makes about half of what peanut food goes to. So that is a, a good signal for peanut demand remaining strong. But, you know, overall, those factors, you know, the competing acreage that Adam mentioned earlier might have pushed peanut prices up because, you know, we're looking at $540 per ton for the marketing year um, average price right now. So, And that's, you know, about the highest we've seen in a decade or so. And one of the things that he cautioned folks, and he said probably Alabama is not as, as a bigger player as Georgia would be, though, is, is to not just shift too much into that peanut market and drop your cotton off because if you do I guess that affects next year's prices or supplies a little bit high going into next year so one thing Marshall's been telling folks is you know peanut price looks good but don't don't go overboard you still got to plant some cotton to try to I guess you got to think about it in kind of a you know multi-year thing and not just this year yeah it's definitely a balance you know if if everybody plants a lot of peanut acres then that's going to drop prices down. And one thing that'll really hold that back some and, and that producers need to certainly remember is their rotation. Because, it, you know, while prices might be good this this year and you might be thinking, well, let me plant some extra peanuts. Well, go, sticking to that rotation helps those yields long term. Right. And so that's something that certainly will, will help balance that market a little bit. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to probably see some strong prices there, given where we're at, if uh, you know, if we have some balanced production. So thinking about prices moving forward then, Wendy, what's your outlook for crop prices for this year? The USDA had their outlook meetings uh, about a week ago, and, you know, they're tending to project prices coming down a little bit come this harvest this year. And so one of the things for corn, for instance, looking at prices this year, we're looking more in the $6.70 range. Um, next year, maybe more in the mid $5 range. Um, soybeans likely down around a dollar as well, and cotton prices, you know, that's where there's more of a question mark, but pretty similar to where they are currently. So, looking at these prices that, that might be kind of falling over the course of the next couple of years here, um, you know, we have to think about margins, right? And it's not all about the price. It's also where those costs are on inputs. We talked a little bit earlier about some of those costs dropping. At this point, you know, we're off of some of those highs, but we're still 
much higher than where we were a couple of years ago on a lot of these. Any thoughts on where those those input costs are headed? Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of them, fertilizer prices have trended down quite a bit. And so can lock in lower fertilizer prices. Those are a huge expense. Um, but overall, we've seen input prices decrease quite a bit um, just compared to where we were at the peak of last year, but still a lot higher than we were pre-COVID, for instance. Yeah, so I heard you say a couple of times, you know, locking in prices, whether it be on the the marketing side of your crop or, or on the input side. That's certainly good advice you know, for producers to remember to, to lock in based on where their cost of production is, what makes sense for them as they're moving forward, thinking about planning for the year and, and thinking about where they're at come harvest time too. Yeah, and especially, you know, since we're predicting prices to come down, you know, typically prices do fall between May and October. So having a good pre-harvesting plan, a pre-harvest marketing plan, you know, having an idea of price targets that you want to set for some proportion of your commodity, um, having different dates in mind to reach those price goals is always a good strategy to use in these times. You know, whether that's through using forward contracts, um, hedging with futures or options, there's just a lot of options available for producers to use. But one thing that's really important to know to be able to use those tools is knowing your cost of production. Those are all really great risk management strategies. Well, along those lines, we've got two ag economists here. So what kind of resources do we have for folks? So I'll say one excellent resource that, that's very new and, and a lot of folks are, are still getting subscriptions to and, and getting online with Southern Ag Today. It's actually the website is southernagtoday.org. And it's an excellent newsletter every day, Monday through Friday. There are different topics. Every Monday is actually a crop marketing topic. And this is a collaboration of all the land-grant institutions in the southern region. So there's about 13 institutions that are participating in this initiative, including, you know, uh, Wendy and, and myself. We are writing items for this, and it's good perspective on what's happening in peanut markets, cotton markets, the grain markets. Markets. And then the other days gets into livestock policy, horticulture, also trade, legal issues, you know, a, a bevy of information every day. And it's really a, a digestible resource, easy, you know, kind of one or two graphs and a couple of paragraphs long written for producers. Agreed. Adam, you've had a lot of great articles on especially peanut production this year, just some thought-provoking stuff. So really valuable resource um, for producers. And again, not too long, just a couple paragraphs. So don't have to spend too much time reading that. Yep. So again, southernagtoday.org. And so that's something, right, that we can just go in and you can sign up as like a subscription and it just emails you every Monday. It'll email you every day, the you know, Monday through Friday, what that current post is. And you can also go to the website to sign up so you can get those emails. All right. Well, good deal. Good to know. Wendium, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the Alabama Crops Report podcast today. Great to be on, as always. Adam, enjoyed it. We'll see you again soon, Wendium, I'm sure, for some more updates. And Scott, you know, I'll see you next time. As always, we appreciate our listeners and folks out there. Uh, we appreciate any feedback y'all can ever give us. Just reach out to Extension and let us know what you'd like to uh, hear talked about. And as always, we can ever do anything to help. Please let us know. See you next time. The Alabama Crops Report podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by Alabama Ag Credit.